0: Let's bow our heads in prayer, and let's ask God to um, be with us in these next few minutes. Father, we thank you for this great day that you've given us. We just thank you that we can gather here today in peace. We just thank you, Lord, that um, you are so good to us. Lord, thank you that, yes, we love you, but I think even so much more importantly, you love us. You love us. And Lord, may we never... Hearing of that, of your great love for us. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that um, our hearts would just continue to be softened by your love for us. And Lord, we just ask God that you'd speak to us today through your word. Lord, I pray you give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I'm thrilled that you're here this morning, especially on this slippery Sunday morning. You guys made it. All those online, hey, I'm glad you chose to stay at home in a safe place. Hey, two months ago, I announced that there were three areas of focus here at Journey Church that we were really going to zero in and zero in on during this year. And by the way, there's posters on the wall to remind you of this each and every day you come in the building to your right or when you're leaving on your left. And our three areas of focus for this year, I think I'm good to go here, but our three areas of focus this year are, our three areas of focus are, everybody say, what are our three areas of focus? Everybody, one, two, three. There we go. There we go. No particular order, but our first area of focus is our journey groups. And here's what we're saying at Journey Church. We're saying at Journey Church, we're connecting together. That's one of our big, big areas of focus. And we believe that this connection happens best not when we're in rows, but we believe that connecting together happens best when we are in circles, when we can interact together, when we can pray together, when we can share together, rejoice together mourn together, whatever the case may be. So what we want to do is we want to encourage you, if you're not in a journey group yet, there's a list of different groups that are available to us on the table in the back. And on that list, there's locations, there's days of the weeks, there's um, the time that they meet each week. And um, we just want to encourage you just to check it out because here's one of my visions, and that is that I see a day, I see a day, And in that day that I see, I see a day where a majority of our attenders are connected to a journey group. And um, that might be a year down the line. That might be a week down the line. That may be two years down the line. But our heart's desire is to have so many groups that you find a group where you say, that's where I really fit in. That's where I'm going to grow, and that's where I'm going to connect. So that's our first focus. Second focus of this year is we're really focusing as we're revamping next gen Ministries, And the subtitle here is this. It says, at Journey Church, we're investing in the next generation. We're investing in the next generation. And the good news is we all have the opportunity to get involved and jump on board with investing. Every time you give at Journey Church, you're really giving to the next generation. Every time you volunteer for a Wednesday night, you're investing in the next generation. Every time you allow your kids to come here on Wednesday night so that we can minister to them, or you invite kids from your neighborhood, you're investing in the next generation. Because believe it or not, there's going to be a day when we're not going to be here, but the next generation will. And we want to provide them with a church that preaches the gospel. Amen? So let's continue not just to think about today or the weeks ahead, the immediate, But Let's be a church that we're always looking forward because there were people that were looking forward for us, and that's why we're here today, and we're thankful for those who have gone before us, But we want to be that for the next generation. We believe that's one of our kingdom responsibilities, that yes, Lord, we will do our best to prepare for the next generation. And really, that's why we've hired Ashton, because we're saying, Pastor Mike's getting really old, okay? And we need some young blood, okay? We need some young people that are gonna carry this on. Um, The third area we wanna focus on as a church throughout the year of 2022 is we wanna focus on prayer. And our thought there is at, at Journey Church, we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. So with that being said, this is what we're gonna do. This month, the month of March we are gonna take this whole month to focus on prayer. Just like in February, we focused the whole month on what we focused on missions, world missions, home missions, this month what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus on prayer. So this is our, this is our plan of attack. We're gonna take the Lord's Prayer and we're gonna put it under the microscope and we're gonna take a closer look at what does this prayer really mean? When the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he gave them this prayer. So when you came in this morning, everyone should have this card. Everyone should have this card. And here's my challenge, and we'll talk more about this at the end of the message, is I want this to be a card that you don't leave here. You've already put fingerprints on it. If I see a card, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna find out whose card it is and I will come looking for you, okay? So anyway, only kidding. You're like, ooh, this guy's hardcore, not really, full of grace, okay? But anyway, let's look at this card together. Can we pray this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, taught us to pray? Let's all pray this together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Isn't that a beautiful prayer? So, this prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray is really this. And listen to very carefully what I'm about here to hear, say here. It's really an outline. It's really an outline of how to pray, okay? And in this outline, we see that there's what? There's seven different petitions. So what I want to do throughout this month of March, beginning today, we're going to look at two petitions today. But throughout the month of March, I want to take a closer look at what do these petitions really mean? Because here's my hope. My hope in is this, and in doing this, that whenever we pray this prayer from this time forward, that we're going to have a greater understanding of what it is we're praying, okay? We're not just reciting a meaningless prayer, but we're praying with conviction. We're praying with passion. We're praying with direction. We're praying like, wow, this is powerful. So what I want to do is I want to begin today by looking at the first two petitions, okay? Okay. So hold on to your card. Make it a big part of who you are this next month. But let's dig in. If you're ready, say, I'm ready. All right, half of you are ready. The rest of you need another cup of coffee, right? So here we go. Let's look at the first petition. What a beautiful way that Jesus teaches us to begin a prayer. The first petition is this, our Father who art in heaven. So please take note how Jesus begins his teaching on how we should pray, okay? The very first thing he does is he teaches us that he wants us to connect with God and he wants us to connect with God relationally. Can we say that together? Relationally. And we we connect with God relationally by how? We direct, we, um, we approach him as our father. And I think this is super, super important because so often... We can treat God like he is some distant, distant, um, impersonal machine who is totally disconnected, demanding. And we look at him much like this. This is how we look at him. We look at him like the mighty Oz from the movie The Wizard of Oz. By the way, how many people have seen this movie before? Okay, all you people my age have seen. How about you young people? Have you seen this movie before? It's a classic, The Wizard of Oz. And sometimes this is how we approach God. We see him as this big, scowling, green-faced, enveloped in smoke, with a booming voice saying, hey, pray, behave properly. And that's a lot of times, that's how people, that's how they see God. But I love it, in this prayer, Jesus comes in response to the disciples in Luke 11, verse 1, in the response of them asking Jesus, teach us to pray. And Jesus says, hey, he comes along and he instructs us that we're to begin our prayer with the assurance that God is our Father. I am your Father, okay? He's your Father who loves us just like a dad loves his kid, just like a dad is accepted with arms wide open. We can come to our Father with arms wide open and he wants to be in a relationship with you with me he wants to be in a relationship with us not only as our god and certainly as our god but he also wants to be in a relationship with us as our father and i love the apostle paul he kind of nails this nail a little deeper in the wo- in the wood for us in romans chapter 8 verse 14 and 15 Let's look at these words that Paul shares about God being our Father, beginning in verse 14. Paul writes, for all who are led by the Spirit of God, all those who are led by the Spirit of God are children. We're children of God. Verse 15, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. We don't have to come to God with fear. That's not the mode here. We don't have to come in fear, but the rest of the verse says, instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you in, as his own children. The moment you said yes to Christ, God adopted you into his family. You are his children. And now we call him, and look at what we call him now. Let's all say it together Abba, Father. And that word Abba that is used here is usually re- rendered as, believe it or not, it's rendered as daddy. We come as God is our father, our daddy. So we don't have to tremble like the cowardly lion before the mighty Oz, but we can run to our heavenly father the same way that a young toddler runs to their father when dad comes home from work at the end of the day. By the way, when did that stop? Remember when your kids were young and dad, you'd walk in the door and your, your, your kids would yell, what? They would yell, Daddy, they were so excited to see you. When did that stop, by the way? Nolan hasn't done that for quite a long time, but there was a day, okay? But God wants us to see some. He wants, he wants to spend time with us. I want you to get that in your head and your heart this morning, that God wants to spend time with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. Because if you really think about prayer, it says in the text that um, God knows our needs even before we what? Ask. So you're inching your head and you can say, okay, God, if you already know what I need before I ask, why do you want me to ask? And I've heard a lot of people say the reason why God wants you to ask, it's because in our coming to him, in our asking, what are we doing? We're building what? Relationship with our father. And I just want you to know today you have a good, that's why I asked, it wasn't by chance, but I asked Bonnie, could we sing that song this morning? Good, good father because when we come in prayer, we start by coming to a good, good Father who loves you, who cares for you so much that 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Peter writes these words. What are the words that Peter writes? I just had a mind block. I know the word. Cast all your cares. Cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. Now, I wanna let you know today that God cares for you and you can bring all your cares to him. And Hebrews says this, Hebrews says that we can come to God with what? Confidence, with boldness. See, the Jews would never call God Father. And that's who Jesus was originally addressing. They would never come, God was this distant God, but now we come to God as Father through Jesus Christ and we come with confidence, we come with boldness. We come with our head held high because he's a good father that loves us, who wants a relationship with us. And every time we come in prayer, that relationship is getting stronger and stronger. So let's look at this second petition. And I'm just gonna give you a heads up. I'm gonna be very transparent with you. This second petition, you could read, 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 read. You can listen to podcast after podcast. Believe me, I did it this week. And there's a lot of different um, thoughts about this second petition. So I'm going to share the thought that really resonated in my heart. So in the second petition, and that is, Hallowed be thy name. Jesus is teaching us to pray that we are to ask that God's name, meaning who God is, the name is connected to who he is. We're asking God, would your name be hallowed in my life? And I don't know about you, but hallowed is not a word that is a part of my everyday vocabulary, as you could probably tell, okay? I don't go around using the word hallowed. All right, hallowed, we're okay. So what in the world does this old, because it's actually an Old English word. So what does that word hallowed mean? Well, like I said, after a lot of research, the answer that really hit home closest to me is that this word hallowed, really, if we narrowed it down, could be narrowed down to one word and that is, Lord, may your name be honored. Let's all say that word together, honored. So Lord, may your name be honored. So what we're doing in this part of the prayer is we're asking God, we're asking in prayer that God, I really want your name to be honored in my life. And I think there's a translation that nailed it down really good, and that is the Good News translation. This is how they translated that prayer, this verse, and that is, may your holy name be honored. They went directly to it. May your holy name be honored. So what does it mean? What in the world does it mean to honor God? Because that's what Jesus is saying. When you come in prayer, after you have addressed him as father, now we're going to take care of this issue where we want to make sure that we're honoring God in our lives, okay? So what does it mean to honor God? Here it is. To honor God means to recognize. And you got to hit this. So If I lost you for a second, please come back and look at the screen here. To honor God means to recognize that nothing on earth or in heaven, and that covers it all, nothing is as valuable as God. Nothing in this world is as valuable to God. So every time we come in prayer and we pray, hallowed be your name, what we're doing is we're asking that, Lord, may nothing in this world be more valuable to me than you, And that's a very important thing to pray for. I want you to know this. God is of greatest value in our lives. He's the one who created us, made us, loves us, cares for us. He's the one who's supposed to have the highest place of worth and value. So why is it important that we pray this and make this a request on a daily basis? Why is it important that we ask this, make this declaration? And that is it's important because it's so easy in the world that we live at, In that's going so fast, and there's so many distractions, it's so easy to dishonor God by placing greater value on other things. It's easy to place greater value on other people rather than on God. Other things, for example, it's so easy to place greater value on sports. Oh no, he went there. Oh yes, I did. I'm praying for boldness up here, okay? It's so easy. It's so easy to put greater value on hobbies. It's so easy to put greater value on our job and our career, our dreams, our goals, our ambition. The list is endless. It's so easy just to go on with life and place greater value on other things. Why? Because I know I'm just like you. We're all in this together. It's also easier to put greater value on people, other people. It might be a spouse. It might be one of your children. It might actually be a boyfriend or a girlfriend rather than placing the highest value on God, the creator. And I want to let you know when we put greater value on these other things and when we put God or we put greater value on other people, there's two things that are going to happen. Number one, what we're doing is we're removing God from his rightful position of highest honor in our lives. How many people know that God is the creator, the sustainer? He is the great I am. And he is the one who's supposed to hold that position in our lives as the one who receives the greatest honor, the greatest value in our lives, okay? So I'm going to get very personal with you, very transparent, and I want to let you know I have been blessed big time. I always say I've been blessed greater than I deserve, I want to let you know I have a wonderful wife. Yay yay. Heather, how many years? Twenty-seven? Twenty-six. It feels like ten, okay? <laughs> Woo! Heather, thank you for twenty-six years of wonderful marriage. So I've been blessed with a wonderful wife. I've been blessed with two boys. Two boys, and um, two boys that, to be honest with you, I'm extremely proud of. I'm extremely proud of. I'm like, wow, God, you have really blessed Heather and I with our boys. But here's what I want you to hear this morning. Is everybody listening? Clap your hands one time. Okay. Here's what I want you to hear I've been blessed with a wonderful wife, I've been blessed with two wonderful boys but I want you to hear this. They are not the ones who have the greatest value in my life. Yes, they are extremely valuable. Yes, I will make sacrifices to give them and sacrifice maybe something I have for them. I'll make sacrifices because they are valuable to me, but... I wanna let you know they are not the most valuable things in my life. I wanna let you know that in my life, the thing of greatest value is my relationship with, with God. So when I'm praying, may your kingdom come, or when, we're, when I'm praying, hallowed be your name, I'm saying, Lord, may you remain the greatest value in my life. Not people in my life. I want you to have that highest place Of ultimate authority, power, of value. I also want to let you know I'm a person with goals. Oh, yes, I have goals. Oh, yes, I have ambitions. Oh, yes, I have dreams. Hey, old men dream dreams, right? And I have desires. I have wants in my life. There's a lot of things that I want to see happen. I am. I have, I have more energy now at 57 than even when I started ministry. Just the passion that God put in my heart. There's a lot of things I want to see, but I want to let you know, those things are very, very valuable to me. I'm excited about them, but I want to let you know, those things aren't more valuable than God in my relationship with him. those are God is the one of greatest value. So when I pray, really what I'm doing is I'm praying, Lord, Help me to stay in proper alignment because it's so easy in life to get out of alignment. It's so easy when other things become more valuable than God. I'm just like you. I got to be reminded once, twice, sometimes six times a day, Lord, hallowed be your name. God, may you be of greatest value. Lord, not my dreams, not the things that I want, not the people in my life, but Lord, I come to you once again in prayer, and I got to come into alignment with my creator, the one who made me, the one who sustains me. And Lord, once again, I come in prayer, and in praying, asking for your name to be hallowed. Lord, help me not to get off track, but help me to keep you as the most valuable thing in my life. And why is this important? It goes directly to my second and final point of the day, and that is, if we don't, we're setting ourselves up for, we're setting ourselves up for some major disappointment, some major disappointment. Why do I say that? Because other people, other things, will not satisfy you the way that only God can. Can somebody get excited and say, "Amen? Other things and other people are not going to be able to satisfy maybe for a season, maybe for a short time, maybe the time it's maybe a little longer, but in the long run, every day, day in, day out, only God can satisfy you long run. I love this quote by the French philosopher Pasquale. He wrote this quote years ago. He says, there is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man, every woman, which cannot, everybody say that word, cannot. It cannot be filled. You can try to stuff it in there, but it cannot be filled by any other created thing, but only by God, the creator. Only God can fill that God-shaped void in our life, that vacuum in our lives. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to shape, we're trying to fill that with other people, careers, jobs, and all these different dreams and ambitions. And then we're like, why isn't it working? Why? Because only God can come and fill that void in our life with him, with himself, with his presence. So I love this prayer so much that when we're coming, we're saying, God, I need to stay in alignment because God, I have a thick head at times. And there's times I get it wrong. And there's times I'm prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the one I love. I'm prone to wonder. That's just my nature to wonder. And Lord, when I come and pray, may hallowed be your name, God. I want to come back into alignment with you because only you will satisfy my life. Only you can bring me to that place where there's that ultimate joy, and peace, and goodness. And we try to we try to run our lives by trying to fill so many things in there. I want I want us to stop and say, God hallowed be your name. So if you're not sure what it is that you value the most, there's going to be a test for you to take. And the test is simply what dominates your thoughts, what dominates your desires, what dominates your time and your treasure. If you're wondering what's most valuable in your life, that's the test you should take, all of us. What is it dominating my thoughts? What is it that's dominating my desires? What is it that dominates? Most of my time in a week, what is it that dominates my resources, my treasure? And sometime when I look at that test, I'm like, oh, Father, forgive me. I have wondered. I have moved away from what is of greatest value. Lord, I want you to be hallowed. I want you to be ultimate. I want you to have greatest value in my life. So those are just two of the petitions and we'll look at maybe one next week because next week's is so huge, so big, so much there to talk about, but we'll get through it this month. But here's what I wanna do is I wanna give you a challenge. I'm calling it the 30-day challenge. So here's what I wanna do on the 30-day challenge is I want you to take this card. Everybody hold up your card, you got your card. I challenge you that twice a day, twice a day, maybe at the beginning of your day, sometime during the end of your day, that you take your card and you begin to pray the Lord's Prayer. Maybe it's on your way to work. Maybe it's on your way home from work. I wanna challenge you to pray this prayer and just begin to allow these thoughts to just develop in a greater way and that you'll have greater revelation of what we're actually praying as Jesus taught us to pray. And I believe after this 30-day challenge that people's hearts are gonna be transformed and great things are gonna happen. So that's what I wanna challenge you to. Maybe you need to take your phone and set an alarm for early in the day and later in the day. And when that alarm goes off, just pull out your card. Many of you won't need the card, but it's good to have. I love something I can touch. I just, I'm a touchy-feely person, by the way, okay? Ask Heather anyway. But anyway, we're gonna need to move on here quick. And um, I want you to just take this. Okay, come on back. Let's go. I like to touch these cards. They're, they're... By the way, let's thank Pastor Vicky for making the cards today. Yep, so that's good. Hey, all those online, don't worry, man. When you come back to church next week, when the roads are cleared off, we're gonna we have more than enough cards because we want everybody to take the thirty day challenge and say, God, this month I'm really gonna make this a month of prayer. And when I pray, I'm not just going to fall into this place where I recite a meaningless prayer, but I'm going to come to this place where I pray a prayer with, with, with direction, with meaning, with understanding of what it is that I'm praying. Amen? You receive the word today? Good. So let's do this. Well, when we stand to our feet, we're going to get out a little early today. Is that okay if we leave church a little early? No? Well, oh, that, oh, that's so sweet. Okay, come on up for a hug afterwards, those, that person that said no. But let's do this this morning. Let's pray this prayer one last time before we head to our different locations for the day. And let's pray with greater passion and energy, especially these first two petitions as we leave today. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven... Hallowed be my name. Stop. That's where we're saying, God, we want to align ourselves with you again. We want you to be the most valuable thing in our lives. Let's continue to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's continue to bow our heads. Father, we just thank you that Jesus, you gave us this, this model, you gave us this outline to teach us to pray. And Lord, may we use this in our daily lives to come before you as we desire to connect with you relationally. And Lord, we just thank you for each one that's here today in this room. Lord, I just pray, God, that you would give us greater revelation of who you are. And Lord, we just thank you for your great love for us. And God, that you demonstrate your love once again by sending your son, Jesus. You sent your son, Jesus, to die on a cross to pay the price for our sins. And, Lord, we just thank you for that. You made a way. Lord, we just give this day to you. We give this week to you. We continue to pray for those in Ukraine. We just continue to pray for our world today, that your kingdom come. Father, we just ask, Lord, Lord, that you would be ultimate in our lives. There are so many things contending for that highest position in our lives. And Lord, none of those other things will fill our lives, only you will. And Lord, we just thank you for that today. So we, we just want to commit ourselves and commit this week to you before we leave once again. And we commit it to you. And We ask that you would be with us. We thank you that you are with us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone together said, amen. amen.